Hello and welcome to the Rev It Up podcast, helping entrepreneurs fill up their tanks, crank up the RPMs, and put the pedal to the metal until they cross that finish line. Hello, I'm Jess Tiffany. Ready, set, go. Hey there, everybody. Excited for today's guest. I got Shay Robottom, the queen of LinkedIn video. Uh, she is absolutely uh, just in her whole new level. Uh, um, I thought I was a, a LinkedIn uh, kind of smart guy. And all of a sudden, uh, uh, she comes in and it's just like, whoa, a whole new level. And, and I, got, uh, I learned I got a lot of growing to do and a lot of to do. So uh, excited to have Shay with us today. And uh, Shay, could you tell us a little bit about um, where to find you online? So, uh, you know, if they don't uh, end up listening to the end, they already know where to go get more of your content. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for having me, Jess, first of all, and uh, for the kind words. That's it's very sweet. I, um, I am definitely of the new age of digital marketing. I, I, came, I came to LinkedIn after a lot of other people were already established there. But um, yeah, you can find me uh, anywhere on social media at Shea Robottom. So LinkedIn is my domain platform. That is where all of my original content is released first. So it's linkedin.com slash in slash Shea Robottom. And you can also visit my website, SheaRobottom.com to schedule a call. All right. And for the people that don't know you real well, Shea, uh, you know, I know you kind of have a unique background starting over at Facebook and doing some video for some pretty uh, established people and whatnot. Can you tell me a little bit how you got from Facebook into uh, LinkedIn and, and taking off there? Yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to. It's a really cool story, actually. You know, um, I, first of all, like did not grow up techie. I mean, I am a millennial. I'm 27 years old. Um, but I really did not know much about digital marketing, computers. I never played video games. Like my parents are very strict. So I was of the last generation who really just played outside. I mean, like I, I wasn't, uh, I didn't grow up around cameras. I didn't know video. I um, decided I wanted to be a musician. Actually, I always wanted to be a musician growing up. I was really into performing and the arts. Um, but in my early twenties, I just hit a realization that like, you know what, this really isn't going anywhere. Like I need uh, a new skill. I need to pick up a trade. You know, I was just very naive. I had no business acumen and I couldn't market myself. Um, I knew Facebook and, you know, I was on social media as a user, but definitely didn't understand the science behind getting attention online until I got an opportunity to edit video content for a large blog on Facebook. So I had started to learn how to edit at this point in time because I was editing my own music video content. Um, and then I got this job for this blog owner. He had two and a half million likes on his Facebook page and he was a millionaire by the time he was 21 from his blog. And I was so fascinated by him. I jumped at the opportunity to work for him and that's how I got into the business of video licensing. So I was literally uh, within a few months creating licensing and redistributing video content to some of the largest blogs on Facebook. So these are those cat videos you see, those cute, you know, family stories, uh, mom blogs, uh, cool new tech products, whatever we saw that we thought could go viral or was already going viral and we could curate it as well. Um, we would reach out to that media owner, that story owner and obtain a license to use the content so that we could sell it to these blogs on Facebook who just really just act as publisher pages. You know, they just always need new, fresh content. So 
that was really successful. I ended up getting an investment when I was 24. I scaled it and it turned into also a more traditional advertising firm where we actually started doing media buying campaigns, um, running ads for consumer products on Facebook. So it was really when that branch of the business started, not the video licensing, because all the clients we okay. all the clients we needed for the video licensing were already on Facebook. They were large Facebook pages. They weren't on LinkedIn. It was really when we started promoting products and services and doing the media buying campaigns that we realized, oh, we need leads for this. You know, where can we find more leads for this? And that's when a sales guy, he was always on the hunt for leads. He was really smart. One of my sales guys, he came in and he said, I met this guy. I met this guy at an event in Milwaukee where my first business was. And he said, he says that we need to do LinkedIn. He says that we need to make videos on LinkedIn to get leads. And um, for those of you who are familiar with the LinkedIn creators, that person that he met was actually Q, Quinton alums. Uh, And I, I knew nothing about LinkedIn. I mean, I grew up, my dad's a recruiter. So like, I, I knew it was for recruiters and job seekers. My dad had talked a lot about LinkedIn, but I never really thought about it as a marketing tool. And this sales guy, you know, he was like, you got to meet this guy, Q. Like, I really just think you should talk to him. He's, he has a video company too, and he's getting leads through LinkedIn. Like, just talk to him. And I'm like, okay, I'll talk to him. So uh, I was really fascinated by him. I was like, okay, you know, maybe there is something to this LinkedIn thing. So I hired him to teach me the platform. Obviously, I already knew a ton about videos. I, I knew about content. I knew how to get attention online. I'd been studying it for years, but I wasn't making my own content. I wasn't actually applying everything I'd learned for the Facebook pages to a, a personal brand until I got on LinkedIn. He said, you got to make selfie okay. videos. You got to talk about your industry and whatnot. So I just gave it a go. I, I committed. I said, I'm going to do three original selfie videos per week on my LinkedIn. I started out, my page had like less than 4,000 connections when I started. And within two months of creating these three original selfie videos per week on my LinkedIn, I had generated over six figures in revenue for that Facebook advertising agency. So it was like, yeah, it was like, whoosh. It was a huge wake up call. I realized (laughs) there's no competition on LinkedIn when it comes to video. As long as I take everything I applied on Facebook and, and put it on LinkedIn, like nobody knows this marketing yet on Facebook. It was saturated. It was very competitive on Facebook for me, mm-hmm. but on LinkedIn, um, I saw an opportunity to teach other business owners how they could do the exact same thing. So after a few more months of growing and growing my following, getting more and more leads, I decided to actually sell my shares in the Facebook agency and pivot completely to start a LinkedIn marketing company where I now coach businesses on how to create video content to attract their target market on LinkedIn. Yeah, fantastic. And you're in, and um, if you haven't seen her videos, make sure you go uh, find her on, on LinkedIn and watch them. They're absolutely amazing. Uh, a lot of humor in a lot of them that uh, really resonates with people. And I can see why, uh, you know, your, your videos really go viral uh, quite often. Thank you. Um, so if, if there's a new person that's kind of just getting going on LinkedIn and they're kind of excited and they're out there trying some different stuff, do you have a couple tips that you would say that really just kind of, you know, set you, uh, you know, to, to really move forward quickly and kind of scale it? Yeah. Um, you know, I think the biggest misconception with creating content around your brand on LinkedIn is that you have to be selly, you know, that you have to like constantly talk about only your business, your offer, your product and how it's the best it's really the opposite. You know, you just want to give free value as much as you can. You want to establish yourself as someone who is a giver. 
Um, that's what builds trust on social media. You know, people feel like I want to follow this person for the value they provide because they don't seem to want anything from me. So the difference when it comes to selling and, and, you know, making sure people at least know what you do is when they actually land on your profile. Now your profile should very much be an ad. Now your profile on LinkedIn should be an ad for your services, optimized for conversions. I always say, you know, forget the fancy headline where you're talking about all your accomplishments and this and that. Just make sure that your headline clearly defines exactly what it is you do and who you help. And then in your video content, um, think about your target market and what would make their life easier. You know, what free value around your industry can you give away to make their life easier? So for example, me, I'm a video marketer. I could make a video about, you know, five tips for writing good headlines on your LinkedIn videos. And then, you know, that's it. I don't ask for anything. I just give. And inevitably it's like reverse psychology. People are like, who's this girl that's just like giving all this value. I'm going to click back to her profile and then boom, that's how my profile views started going up and up and up. But now on my profile, it's very much optimized for conversions. People land, they see, oh, she actually coaches other people how to make these videos. You know what? I'm going to reach out. I think I'm interested. So I would say starting out, um, just focus on creating content that's valuable, that's giving and pitch seldom, but also make sure your profile is a pitch and is optimized for conversions. Right on. Fantastic. And um, so um, to pivot a little bit here. um, So I know you have your own podcast. Yeah. And um, it sounds like it's doing really well, but it's more on healing. Yes. um, Kind of your, your journey and some struggles that you overcame um, in your life. And, um, and I've listened to several episodes of it and it's really authentic. It's, it's raw. It's, you know, it's, it really gets into, you know, some really deep issues. Um, and um, personally, I, 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 you know, I think, God, I'd be a little scared to share that much, you know, because, um, yeah. you know, I'm, I guess a little bit, bit reserved in that way, maybe. but, uh, or ashamed or something, you know, of things that happen, you know, yeah. you know, shame, um, but, um, but also I also uh, to be, honest I didn't have a real bad childhood you know personally so Mm -hmm. um so Mm -hmm. I don't so I I can't I don't understand you know probably uh the stuff you had to go through and I and and it's really to to learn that you know other people are going through stuff like this so um but a little bit about your podcast you know um you know where to find it and all that stuff too yeah yeah absolutely you know I'm really glad you asked me about the new healing business and the podcast because it actually ties directly into LinkedIn and my journey with LinkedIn. So um, I mentioned, you know, those first two months making content, how I was able to create like a lead hose on my, on my page. But one thing that I didn't mention is I wasn't just talking about my industry and video marketing. I was actually talking a lot about my struggles Um, I struggled with depression for most of my adult life. And that was something that I was just willing to share with my LinkedIn. I just kind of hit rock bottom. And I was in a, I was in a lot of toxic relationships, like work and personal relationships. I couldn't see it, you know, like I didn't, I, I didn't really know who to turn to, what to do. And I started making these videos on LinkedIn and people were really nice. You know, people responded to my content. They were commenting, they were wanting to connect. I just felt safe one day. I said, you know what? I'm just going to make a video about depression and and see if any of these professionals resonate. 
and they all did. You know, it ended up being, um, it was the first like really high performing video I had on LinkedIn. I, I remember oh. it got 40,000 views and I was like, wow, like that's crazy, <laughs> you know? And um, I, I'm not kidding, Jess, like LinkedIn saved my life. It really did. It, it, it Yeah, LinkedIn was like my family. It was the first um, time in my life where I felt like people just accepted me for me and all that fear, all that shame, like you mentioned, uh, um, that came up with like, should I really post this? Am I really going to say this? It all dissipated because I got so much in-mail from people. How can I support you? Um, people reaching out with similar issues, you know, struggling with depression, feeling like they can't talk about it. Um, and I think especially on LinkedIn, we see a lot of people who um, kind of like avoid their problems by like throwing themselves into their work, you know? So you think mm -hmm. like, oh, LinkedIn, it's this like evolved professional platform and it is, but you know, just because you're, let's say a recovered alcoholic doesn't mean you've actually healed, right? There's such a thing called like a dry alcoholic. Like a lot of times we just play whack-a-mole and we replace one addiction with another and work while it's a, a better addiction and it's awesome to have money, but work can really be an addiction for a lot of these professionals. It can be a distraction from their true selves. So I think when I started opening up about, you know, being a business owner with depression, I kind of like gave permission for the rest of the platform to do the same. People were like, oh my gosh, like, well, she's sharing this. People are accepting her. I feel safe to share it now. So that was the start. You know, I, I have consistently over the past couple of years growing this blog, talked about my healing journey. And those are who, those of you, you being one of them, Jess, who are my like original followers, connections, and fans, they really saw me transition from like a depressed, confused, you know, agency owner in Milwaukee to, you know, independent. Um, now I own my own business. You know, I've, I've relocated. I've done a ton of healing work and definitely don't identify with depression at all anymore. I mean, I used to be suicidal. I, I was, I was really in a dark place. So LinkedIn showed me that, um, it's safe to be honest, you know, it's safe to speak my truth and it kind of gave me permission to be myself. So I inevitably, you know, on the path of healing and meeting all these different healers, trying plant medicines like ayahuasca, doing different modalities, like uh, breath work, EMDR. I just realized I want to help other people heal. You know, I, I want to do more in the spiritual community to teach people that they can overcome their darkness, no matter how dark it is. Um, and so I decided recently, actually, I was not planning on doing it too. It's so funny. Like I was not planning on coming forward with my story of childhood abuse. Um, I, I mean, I thought, you know, maybe I'll share one day, but it wasn't like a, uh, a big thing for me. 2020 hit and the COVID-19 and everything. It was like, I don't know. I just got this massive download of like, Shay, it's really time to share your story. Like the world, like this is the time, like all these crazy transitions are happening. Like you yeah. need to share this now because now is the, it's like the world is healing. We're going through this mass purge. So I decided, and I always knew I wanted to start a podcast about healing but when I sat down to write it, I was like, man, I can't really talk about everything I want to share with healing unless people really know my full story because then I can really talk openly and freely. So that's what I did. I came forward. Um, I'm a survivor of incest. You know, I'm a survivor of childhood molestation, narcissistic parenting. And I just decided to you know, put it all out there in my podcast and in tandem launch a healing company where I now do twice a month group coaching calls with other people on their healing journey to talk about not only how I got through it, but how they can get through it too. And it really yeah. all started with LinkedIn. So I'm just uh -huh. so grateful for this platform and, and what it taught me about myself. It's um, 
it's why you see the Shea Robottom that you see today. And yeah. I'm super grateful. That's powerful. Um, <clears throat> and I know you add so much value. I, you know, I see some of the comments on there and other people are constantly saying, hey, I, I experienced that or, or different things in some of the comments. And I, um, I think it was uh, right. Metri that had uh, put out some stats or something that uh, I know he does some stuff with, uh, you know, uh, um, some challenges he had too. But, um, but uh, it's a lot of, there's a lot of CEOs apparently have a lot of depression, a lot of uh, different challenges. I mean, it is stressful, obviously, uh, you know, sometimes running, you know, businesses right. and things like that. Um, the one I struggle with, I guess I would say is that, um, what's it called? Uh, Imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. It's like, why, yes. you know, why, you know, why do people like to listen, you know, listen to me? What, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. all I did was do LinkedIn a little longer than them, you know, or whatever, or, or right. you know, marketing and stuff. But, um, but I do, find, I do find myself going into that one. Um, depression. I mean, I've, I've, I'm, I've only been depressed for like a day at a time. You know, I, I I've never, I don't, I didn't go into like any deep, uh, and that's good. Yeah. That, that are that know me that they're like, what? Nothing gets you down. I'm like, I don't know. I just don't. It, it just kind of. That's good. Back, you know? Yeah. Hey, everybody. Jess here. What if I could help your company find over a hundred thousand dollars in hidden revenue streams in less than an hour without spending an extra dime on advertising or marketing? Reach out to me at cardzap.thebumpcard.me. Check out the video on five steps to profit. And also reach out and we can have a conversation. Thank you. Uh, so I'm not complaining about that. I just, um, I mean, it just, I, it's just amazing what you've been through and, and how you bounce back and come through it. And I'm just really amazed, you know, so. Uh, oh, thank, thank you, Jess. Yeah. Uh, and you, and, and you don't need to, you don't need to have imposter syndrome. <laughs> it's so normal too, yeah, which is, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It's like, it's like the number one thing I see with, um, with my video program and coaching people on getting on video, I always joke. It's like, I'm a confidence coach. It's like, you guys, you know, you can do it. You know, it's like people are scared of their own power. People feel yeah. like they're not good enough. You know, Oh, I don't want to share. There's someone out there who knows more than me. Um, we all have a unique value to provide. And I think that's also the beauty of this age we're living in. I think people are really starting to like, remember how powerful they are and starting to self regulate their own emotions, mm. empower themselves, get on video, grow a blog, you know, just be honest, just speak the truth. Because as scary as it might seem, there's someone out there who feels the exact same way as you. And they're mm. like waiting for you to talk about it so that you can give them permission to do the same. And yeah. it's this amazing snowball effect. And I like to think I've had a hand in that on LinkedIn with people just being more just more human, you know, just more authentic. Like yeah. one person starts and, and people inevitably follow awesome yeah I, I feel like um you come on like i'm uh you know i know once i get on a camera i can talk and i you know i can do a two-hour seminar and not even realize i talked for two hours but getting on to the camera it's like oh you know my hair doesn't look right today or uh oh i you know i uh you know not wearing the right clothes i need to dress differently or you know it's like it's like you put so much thought into it that it just like paralyzes you and right. yeah. I realize, you know um 
I almost have to, I have to like write it on a calendar. Like this is what I'm doing at this day. And then, you know, put the right clothes on and then go for it. You know, it's still, <laughs> yes. but I have like these like little routines I have to do just to get on the camera. And it's like, you know, and then you got other guys that are out there just walking down the street and I, you know, throwing, right. you know, and they get, you know, 200,000 likes. And it's like, okay, obviously I need to uh, reevaluate what's important on the video. At least. Right stand like you do production quality and, and a whole another level but but just even just 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 do it sometimes sometimes you just need to get out of your own way and, and just do it and that's a problem that i i, right. I have so but. yeah you know it's it's about um it's about belief too you know people can have the most perfect setup they can have all of the sort of mechanics yeah. down but if you don't like deep down believe that you're worthy of something or believe um, in your own confidence and whatnot, you know, these things just aren't going to manifest the way that you want. Mm-hmm. And I was just talking about this on a call before. It's funny. Like we make up these rules about things we need before we can do something. So, yeah. you know, before I become a bit, uh, before I become a business owner, I need to go to business school or, you know, um, before I can make videos for LinkedIn, I need to get lights and a videographer and a, a backdrop. It's like, we just make these things up to make ourselves feel better. The reality is you can like start anywhere at any time yeah. if you have the be- belief. Yeah. yeah. I've kind of had uh, this and I'm sure you must have this a lot now. Um, you know, now that you've really blown up on LinkedIn and other places um, it's, it just start. it gets kind of weird when you're just out and about buying groceries and people start coming up to you and, and going, Hey, you're that just Tiffany guy from LinkedIn. I'm like, I am. That's hilarious. It's, That's so you know, awesome. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's because they went and saw me, you know, it's because I do speak a lot uh, in the local mm-hmm. LinkedIn yeah. training circles around here, especially. And uh, That's awesome. COVID, I've been speaking, you know, like LinkedIn lives in India and LinkedIn lives over here and, and you know, CEO groups and they just zoom me in and it's so much easier to, to do it. But, uh, but it's kind of just crazy when, when I'm shopping and people walk up to you and, and your kids are looking at it like, are you famous? You know, I'm like, I'm not. Uh, uh, I hope that you feel pretty cool in front of your kids when that it, it is cool. It is cool. Yeah. yeah. They hear I'm, me talk um, on and they go, God, this is so boring, dad. You're always talking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Um, money's not boring. That's what I tell everyone. Yeah, there you go. LinkedIn, really? I'm like, yeah, no, but I, it's funny. I've not been stopped grocery shopping. Well, I don't really grocery shop anymore. Now everything's ordered in. Um, you know, in Miami, I really don't get uh, recognized because in Miami, people aren't really on LinkedIn. Like, you know, it's kind of I a suppose. beachy town. It's, yeah. yeah, it's a lot more of like, um, it's just not a very like LinkedIn heavy place. Like literally on the beach the other day, this guy, I was, t- he was like, what do you do? And I was like, oh, LinkedIn. He didn't even know what LinkedIn was. He had oh, wow. no idea. He'd never heard of it. I was like, oh my <laughs> gosh. So yeah, like for me, it more so happens if I go like to California or New York or LA and I'm at these, you know, sort of businessy type places yeah. or restaurant meetups, then people will recognize me. And it's, yeah. it's definitely, it's definitely weird. I definitely can't get used to it. I, I had a meeting <laughs> in Newport beach recently where the, I was just meeting a guy for the first time. He wanted to connect and um, see if we could do some business together. And as soon as I sat down at the table, the guy at the table next to us was like, 
are you Shay Robottom? And I was like, yes. And he was like, oh my God, can I get your picture? I follow you on LinkedIn. I was like, sure. And it was, uh, <laughs> it was a good way to start that business meeting. Like, by yeah. the way, look at who you're sitting down with. But I will say, I just don't get used to it. Like I still get on calls with people where they're like, oh, I feel like I'm talking to someone famous. And I'm just like, you know, it's, it's like, it's hilarious, but um, no, thankfully down here in this little Miami bubble I live in, nobody knows about LinkedIn. So I'm not, oh, I don't, good. I don't really get stopped out here. Yeah. <laughs> I will say it was a lot worse when I lived in North Dakota. Cause you know, like the, the whole, the whole place I lived was like 40,000. Really? No, you. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm from originally is North Dakota. Oh, wow. Oh, I didn't know you were from North Dakota. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, I just knew everybody, everybody knew me. I knew everybody. And all of a sudden, like, I might not see somebody I know for three months, you know, other than my, you know, my wife and, you know, kids or whatever now, but, but uh, yeah, it was, it was weird for a while. And then, and now speaking and being on LinkedIn and stuff now, now people are starting to see me, but um, still not nothing like when you're in a small town. I mean, everybody, you know, everybody's in your business and knows your name. Right. Exactly. Right. But, uh, but anyway, um, so um, a couple things here. Um, I I know I want to be respectful of your time and get you, get you out of here, but uh, do you, um, is there um, any other things like um, in running your business that you've really found really made like a big change in, in moving you to the, moving the, the, the needle of success, you know, outside of actually just the posting, but like in running your company, and, you know, revenue. Um, yeah. You know, take a hundred percent responsibility for everything in your life you know, take 100% responsibility for every single thing that happens. So, um, and I break down this in my podcast, like I used to have really bad, um, like victim mentality. I mm. just, I couldn't take responsibility for things. I was always blaming other people and projecting. And I was kind of, um, I was just in this like reactive, <laughs> like wounded state. And I, I wasn't even like conscious or aware of, of why I was that way, but you know, I started healing and doing work on myself. And once you, it can be tough at first. Cause a lot of us are taught that it's like shameful to admit when you're wrong or it's shameful to, you know, not be perfect all the time. Once you can kind of get past that and start owning your mistakes and just being honest, honest with your employees, honest with your clients, like, Hey, take a hundred percent responsibility. It's tough at first, but then it just becomes uh, so liberating. Like now that I am in complete control of my life, I'm able to manifest, I'm able to dictate the direction of, of where we head and whatnot. So I would say that just doing a lot of personal development work on myself, you know, really getting honest with myself about my own insecurities about, you know, um, when I messed up, you know, when it's on me to own a mistake, you know, anything that happens in your company, you know, at the end of the day, you can blame, Oh, this employee did this, or they did this. Like, if you're the business owner, it's you, you know, you're the, you're the top of the pyramid. Like you're, you are source for all these people. And I really think that I really give myself a lot of credit. I I forget sometimes how far I've come because I used to just not be able to do that. You know, I was, I was not a good boss always. I was um, not always an easy person to work for. I could be really bitchy. I could be just really like um, anxiety. Uh, Yeah, I, I was, you know, I definitely was. And once I started to take responsibility for things and understand that like, Shay, it's okay. Like you can take responsibility. You're not going to get in trouble. And in fact, people are going to respect you even more for owning those mistakes. 
that's when I was really able to start manifesting the life I wanted because you can't simultaneously like play the victim all the time and be empowered and be capable of achieving all these things. So um, just take responsibility. You know, it's as simple as that. You know, you are source for everything. As soon as you catch yourself, you know, blaming and shaming and pointing your, the finger at people outside of you, just develop a, a habit and a practice of being like, wait a minute, why am I doing this? You know, like what, what did I do to manifest the situation? How did I contribute to this error? And that to me is the true definition of a leader. Awesome. I, I keep thinking, I'm like, it's going to be hard, you know, like going, yes, yes, honey. Um, I smeared birthday cake all over your favorite blouse. Um, uh, it was me. You, know, you got to do it. You got to come clean. Yeah. Come but, clean. Cause all, cause also those, I, I blame my kids usually. I'm like, no, the kids did it. But. Oh my God. That's hilarious. No, it's like a lot of times too, those things will eat you alive. You know, I think that's again, back to me opening up on LinkedIn about depression. It was like, I wasn't holding it in anymore. I was starting mm. to let it out. It's so, it's so clearing, you know, and then other people realize that they're hanging on to it. You know, these diseases we That's see true. in society, this like cancer, this epidemic of diabetes and um, arthritis, you know, all these just different health problems. It's actually usually a manifestation of like, you're, you're ignoring something in your body that mm. wants to be healed and you shove it down, you shove it down. You know, you go drink every Friday to forget about it, forget about it. You do that enough. Guess what? Your body one day is going to be like, okay, I'm going to give you cancer because I am screaming for your attention mm. and you're not paying attention to me. So yeah. now I'm going to manifest in like a physical illness to get your attention that like, Hey, there's something that really needs healing here. And I, I think that people are a lot more people are starting to wake up to that sort of like the mind body connection that like this physical illness, it's not just, Oh, it's genetic. You know, it's like, no, it's, there's something mentally going on that you yeah. keep avoiding and ignoring and running from because we live in a culture with a buffet of distractions where it is really easy to ignore and keep running from it. But the reality is it'll catch up with you. So, you know, just be honest, speak your truth and um, you will clear up all of that space inside of you and, and everything that you've been mm. holding on to so that you can actually be yeah. more productive. I, I, I kind of grew up with the mantra, you know, you, you could sleep when you're dead, you know, uh, ha, ha, ha. I will say that catches up with you too. Um, I, I don't yeah. not nearly enough. And, uh, and then you've got kids, right? Yeah. And then, but after about three weeks, it's like, I, I either get sick or I, right. or I just totally crash out and sleep for like 18 hours one time. Then, wow, eighteen hours! I'm, I'm probably exaggerating. I don't no, know. No, that that's pretty. You tend to exaggerate. Yeah. I'm, I'm one of those. Uh, uh, that does okay. it, but I do. But I it do probably, yeah, it's more than tw- more than twelve hours. I was for sure. Wow. But I don't do that very often. But like, just after a while, I just like, you know. It's so like, it's so funny. Sleeping. Yeah, it's so funny. You mentioned sleep. You know, someone asked me about that recently. They're like, "You must never sleep." I was like. I get the best sleep. Like I do not play with my sleep. And I see that it's really a common problem in America. A lot of people have insomnia. A lot of people have sleep problems. I'm very blessed. I've never struggled with that. I am like the easy, like tell me to go to sleep right now. I'll go to sleep. Like I just (laughs) fall asleep easily. I stay asleep easily. I'm a heavy sleeper. So I very consistently get my eight hours. And I do think that there's like a misconception of like, oh, I'm going to pull an all nighter to get more work done. But just like you said, Jess, that can catch up with you later where it's actually counterproductive where it kind of, where it's like, was it really more productive to stay up all night? Or what if you just got your eight hours every right. night? And you know, yeah, so I, I do yeah. my best to, 
I mean, I still have weeks, whatever. I'm not perfect where I'm traveling or this, that it's not always perfect, but I really, I do make an effort to get my sleep in. Yeah. Well, then you got to go, you know, like in the morning, you're like, I got to have my morning coffee because you're, you're, it's right. You know, it's, 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 it is an addiction. I think, you know, ultimately. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I go no, back and forth with the coffee thing. I quit yeah. recently again. And it's, yeah. uh, yeah, it's just a, it's another In moderation. I think it's fine, but I, yeah. but, but I definitely don't go for moderation. It's like, I got a, you know, I got the big gulp, you know, and I like two or three of those in a day or something, you know, I'm probably, wow. uh, you know, not, I don't know how big it is. It's like now I'm drinking water. That's, 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 oh, a, that's good. Your organs are thanking for, you for that. Yeah. My organs, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. But, but it is, but you build a tolerance to caffeine. Yeah. Yeah. People can really build a tolerance. Like I've gone, I think the longest I've ever gone, like no, no caffeine at all was like a six month period. Mm. I will never forget Jess, that first cup of coffee I had after six months. I was like, for the first time ever, I was like, this is a drug. I was like, (laughs) holy crap. Because I wasn't really feeling it before because I had such a tolerance to it. I was just used to it. Once I was clean for six months and then tried it, I was like, holy, I was this legal. Like this is, I feel like I'm on cocaine. Like it was just- it, you really notice how strong a caffeine really is. Yeah. I did this old book. Uh, it's old now, but it was called the seven day detox miracle or something. Oh, cool. Like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, something like that. But, but it was like seven days, like two days of just water. And then, you know, you add some vitamin supplements and, and celery or whatever, you know, and anyway, nice. seven days, I think I lost like 15, you know, 15 pounds or something. in in a week. Wow. I want to say, yeah, something and it's possible. I, I don't remember exactly, but it was a lot. It was like, it was like obvious that I lost. Wow. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, same thing. You go back to your coffee, you're like, whoa. And you're like, ah. Yes, exactly. Uh, so, but well, Shay, I want to thank you so much for uh, uh, being on the podcast today. It's uh, been really an honor to have you. Uh, I definitely. Um, and, and, and I was, I was joking to myself before that I was going to, I was going to say this, so I, I might better get it in. I was going to say, so which of my LinkedIn tips got you to, your, no, I, I, uh, well, so. I will, I will just say for the viewers listening, Jess was one of the first people I ever followed on LinkedIn. Really? Because, yeah. 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 Because I was, as soon as I got on and I knew like, okay, I'm going to do this LinkedIn thing. I purposefully went and searched and looked for LinkedIn trainers. Oh. So I was, yeah, I was trying to connect with and follow everyone that could could yeah literally teach me so um i'm I'm, i have no doubt that along the way your (laughs) content and your tips helped me get to where i am today so thank you well the the roles have reversed uh, because i am definitely following every (gasps) you do as much as i can so i can learn uh, because you've really set the bar high so thank you jess Uh, thank you so much i'm very honored to have you and um and just one quick last. So, so did you have a website besides the LinkedIn then, or is LinkedIn pretty much where you? So if you want to learn more about the marketing services I provide, I do have a LinkedIn video bootcamp where I teach business owners how to create their own video content, much like I have. And you can book a call for that on shayrobottom.com. Um, I do also offer agency services. So, uh, it's a more hands-off option. If you don't have the time to go through a bootcamp, but you got the money to spend, I will just run your whole LinkedIn profile for you. We can do outreach campaigns. We can make content, post on your behalf, build connections, all that good stuff. Um, and then if you're interested in healing and my new healing community that I'm building, you can also sign up to join my monthly group coaching calls at shayrobottom.com slash heal tribe. 
And um, there we talk, we dive more into, you know, the why behind why you're not reaching your business goals, the limiting beliefs, the childhood wounds, anything that you're struggling with. And it's been a really uh, cathartic experience as well. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, thank you. And we will thank you everybody for listening and we'll talk to y'all again soon. Thank you.